But here, on the very rim of known space, justice is a long way away. Hello, my friends, and welcome to the Space Game Junkie Podcast. I, as always, am your co-host, Brian, and joining me, as always, is your co-host, Spaz. Hello. Your co-host, Julie. Hi there. How you doing? <laughs> your co-host, Thorsten. I am Senator Trumble. <laughs> is, that the, <laughs> is that the guy from Lilith Odyssey this morning? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that guy was great. That guy was great. Hey, Bird, uh, your co-host Jacob. It is possible to commit no mistakes and still lose. That uh, is not weakness. That is life. I I love. Even though it's not the greatest episode of Star Trek: The Next Generation, that's one of the best lines of Star Trek: The Next Oh, Generation. dramatically. And uh, also, your co-host David. Yeah, hello, hello. So, uh, friends, we have a topic this week, and I believe, Jacob, you came up with the topic because uh, we've been trying to. OK, so I've been trying to get a guest on the show and he hasn't gotten back to me. So I've been trying to keep these weeks open. That's why we have a topic instead of a, uh, a guest. Um, so today we're going to talk about games that we feel deserved better than they got. And uh, this is going to be interesting to see what we come up with, because I think we all have a list of these in our head of games that like like came out and they were either great and they flopped or they were terrible and then like they were forgotten about and then they were updated and then they got good. Um there are a lot of games that could fit this criteria and I'm going to start with the game that we're streaming uh Free Space 2. I feel is a game deserve that deserved better. It basically killed the entire space sim franchise genre for over a decade. Because it, it came out in September of 99, and it was a flop. It was an absolute flop. It sold less than 30,000 copies. Uh, it, it completely... And it's so weird, because the first game did so well, which is why... And this the sequel came out only a year later, and the sequel is markedly better than the original. Like, the original was great, but they did so much with the sequel to make it better. And it's still in my opinion, the best space dog fighter you can get. Um, but it completely flopped at release. I mean, this game had fucking Ronnie Cox and Kurtwood Smith and, and God, I'm trying to remember the other actors who did voice work for this game, but like this game's a tour de force. It's an amazing game. And to, to utterly flop at release, just it killed the genre. It basically killed the genre for years. So, I mean, it's it's seen a resurgence thanks to the source code and thanks to GOG and Steam and everything. So, thank God. And free space open. Yes, exactly. The the free, that's what I meant by source code. The source code, the free space open project. Thank God for those people. Um, but yeah, because we'll never see like an official free space three, you know. And there's, there's so much. I mean, the story in free space two is so good. So many more stories could have come out of this universe, and yet we'll we'll never see an official follow up. There have been like unofficial free space threes, like Blue Planet and whatnot, um, but like we'll never, sadly, because the folks in Volition they're still around, but they've moved on to like the hell are they doing now? Saints Row. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes, yeah, Saints Row, which is uh Oh boy. Oh I love Saints Row uh, 2. I love Saints Row 2. I love the, the the first one was a buggy mess, but Saints Row 2 was great. It had the oh, Saints Row 2 was absolutely great. It had, um 
the septic avenger one of my favorite things in any game ever um but yeah volition did an amazing job yeah heritatory has a good has a good way of it volition did an incredible job it wasn't just the interplay dropped the ball on marketing they did they they dropped the ball really hard but uh, space sims are going out of style. Joysticks were going out of style, and consoles were coming into style, and game pads were coming into style. And it was oh, just, boy. it was a mix of bad timing, bad marketing. Um, uh, yeah, and just, it was a, it, it, it just makes me it sad. It was a shame. Such a shame. Because FS2, just objectively, absolute peak of space sims. Yeah. Still is. Still is. And I, I would. I'm willing to argue nothing has come close. Nothing has come close so far. No, nothing has come close. I mean, in terms of pure dogfighting fun, Rebel Galaxy Outlaw has come kind of close. Yes, but that's an open world privateer right, game. That's not- a different thing, right? And as as much as I love the story of Rebel Galaxy Outlaw, the story in Free Space Two is astounding. Absolutely astounding. Down one of the best stories I think you'll find in gaming, in my opinion. And again, the voice cast is amazing. And 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 oh my god, there's so much good about that game that like I've I've replayed it like six or seven times, and I replay it every few years. Um, it's just so good. It it's just such a crime that it didn't get it didn't do better. So yeah, Free Space Two still the best space dogfighter you can get. Twenty four, almost twenty four years later, <laughs> nothing has beat it in terms of story, in terms of depth, in terms of in terms of dogfighting, in terms of the engine, in terms of the UI. Like you will never find a space sim that lets you target. Oh, I want to find the missile that's attacking my attacker's attacker. Okay, you could do that in Free Space Two because <laughs> there are buttons for everything. And, and why isn't more games have, there's a thing in us free space Two called the escort list. And it's a short list of things that you absolutely have to pay attention to. And the, the mission will either start off with giving you things on the list and you can add things to the list. It's a monumentally simple yet amazingly effective tool that I I'm shocked. I've never seen replicated since. Yep. So they get so much right in terms of control, situational awareness, UI. And if you play it with a force feedback joystick, it has directional force feedback. So if you get hit on the left, you feel it on the left. If your left engine gets damaged, you have to fight the stick. It's astounding. Speaking of, I guess, device inventions that deserve better, force feedback getting uh, stuck in copyright hell. Oh God, I'm still so mad about that. But yeah, so that's my first, that's my top pick is Free Space 2, an amazing game that hardly anyone played on release. (laughs) Yep. Okay, Spaz, what do you got for your first pick? Well, I'll save my big one for later. Okay. Uh, But um, my pick is going to be a little bit odd. Mm -hmm. Star Trek Bridge Crew. Oh, oh, yes. I can see where you're going with this. Go on. Yes. Yes. So... Star Trek Bridge Crew released in VR first, which... Mistake. Okay, it was a mistake uh, because it left a lot of people who were not already in that environment left out. And then they allowed for pancake mode, which is great. 
but then they effectively stopped supporting it after they released the DLC. Well, they, and also they didn't, didn't do anything more. They also didn't tell people they went into pancake mode. They should have been screaming that from the mountaintops that anyone can play this now. And they didn't. Yeah. Is that what's called Peg pancake mode? Yeah, that's what they yeah. call. Yeah, that's what, you know, playing on a flat monitor, they call that pancake mode. Um, they could have, they could have screamed from the mountaintops that, that, oh yeah, you can play it on a regular monitor now. Nope. No, it was like buried in some patch notes somewhere. It's like, ugh. It's just, I, I share with you that frustration on that one. Cause we could have gotten so much more DLC out of that one. We could have gotten a, a movie. The Defiant. We could have gotten the <laughs> Defiant. We could have gotten Voyager. We could have gotten the movie. Uh, refit enterprise, you know, there could have been so much more. They could have had a, they could have, if they had just released a wrath of Khan DLC, can you imagine if that's all they did was wrath of Khan, the, the nebula, that's it. People would have bought that for 10 the bucks. Nebula and then the fight after that. Yeah. Oh yeah. Absolutely. That would, people would have paid for that. Yeah. I would have paid for that day one. And then, yeah. or, 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 on DLC. Or, or if you just had the fight from undiscovered country. Again, another amazing fight. People would have paid for that. There's a market for this. Oh, no, I share your... Fr- oh, my God. Yeah, it... it, it oh, I share your frustration because that, that game was really good and, and cross-platform because you played it on your PSVR while I we played it, we played it on, on Uplay. And it was a bit clunky because you it had to use its own voice connection or whatever. But, like... Once you got it working, it was smooth. It was great. We had a great time the, the few times we streamed it. But there's like yeah. not, there's not enough to do in the game. Uh, 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 so frustrating. So fr- I, I share your frustration on that one. So, folks, what we're doing is we're doing one pick each going around the circle. So uh, if someone has one that someone else wanted to talk about, they can have a moment to think about another one. Um so yeah, I totally get Bridge Crew. Oh my god, oh my god, uh, Julie. Yeah, what's played? It was quite fun. Okay, it is fun. Okay, uh, Julie, what's your first pick? Okay, well, I've got some picks that I'm sure there'll be some overlap on. So I'm going to save my space games, my dystopian future games for later because they're kind of obvious. So since I'm kind of the resident non-space game person, I'm going to pick a game called okami and uh i can link it in the chat here hang on i think i've heard of that one it's okami and the reason i picked okami is first i as i've told our listeners before i lived in korea for a year and a half courtesy of the united states military Uh, i've been to japan twice because uh, the, the second time, because I'm a member of a Buddhist order, uh, hence the sister Julie Tello. And it, uh, the main temple is the size of a football stadium, and uh, the building process just outside of Tokyo was started by the current person's father, and it took like 80 years to get the money together. Uh, anyway, so the deal is this. As a result, I've always been kind of enamored of... Uh, Japanese culture, and at the time, uh, I was looking for something that had an art style reminiscent of Studio Ghibli. Ghibli, I've heard it pronounced both ways. It's and Ghibli. It's what? I'm sorry. 
It's Ghibli. Ghibli. And uh, they are the Spirited Away fame. And I found a game that was specifically by Studio Ghibli, but it had a theme that involved deaths and it was really close to home. And at the time, a really good friend of mine had died because of COVID that, of course, everybody thinks don't exist anymore. Uh, And uh, I said, no, I can't handle it. So I found this game and this game uh it appealed to me because of the art and also it it involves japanese mythology and uh it it's set in classical japan which i really liked and it involves the shinto sun goddess and i i'll probably butcher the name amateras Thank you. You're so much better at it than I am. Who takes the form of a white wolf, and it involves this thing, the concept they call a celestial brush, and it is just an astoundingly beautiful game. And uh, you go about restoring the world with your celestial brush uh, in the form of this. Uh, Japanese goddess, and I just absolutely love the art style, and that's why I chose this game for my first pick, because it was not successful when it first came out, at least here in uh, the U.S., Uh, but it has a very devoted following, and it's become kind of a, uh, I guess you could say a cult classic, and it deserves a lot more attention than just People like me who are fans of the uh, art style. I am not an otaku kind of person, but I just I enjoy that kind of artwork, and that's why I chose it. Hmm. I actually seem to have this on uh, on Steam. I wonder if I got through a bundle or something. I'll have to check it out. And it's Probably. also on Switch. Personal bingo. Yeah. Apparently, there was a Wii port. You came out a couple of years after the. Well, yeah, because of the the calligraphy aspect of it, using the the brush, that worked really well with those controls. Oh, okay. uh, the Akami was was it originally on the Wii? No, it was PS2. on the PS2 originally. Oh, yeah. no, it was in the PS2 then on the Wii. Got it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And <laughs> crazy. Back in the day, I used to be interested in calligraphy as well. So, and I studied oh. it just a tiny little bit, and uh, and. Uh, that's also why. Oh, okay. That's a good pick. Uh, Thorsten, what's your first pick? Uh, that's a game called Enigma Force uh, on the 8-bit computers. Enigma, Enigma Force? Right. Never heard of that one. Well, okay. Yeah, I've never heard of that one. Let's go. <laughs> uh, that was basically, uh, before I start, uh, I've got to... Uh, uh, mentioned that I, my list was, was gigantic. Uh, I came up with over 70 games over the span of four decades and I really had to, oh. yeah, it's, yeah, you know, if you, if you play mostly, uh, let's put it that way, um, games that are not uh, uh, generally approved or in the mainstream, you've got a lot of this, of this stuff. Okay, okay. Uh, I'll back to the game. Enigma Force was basically uh, uh, an adventure where you had to uh, escape a planet where you crash landed, and it's a sequel to a game called uh, Shadowfire, which I could include into this list 
either. But um, I decided to go for Enigma Force because it had a much more dynamic dynamic uh, gameplay, and it was uh, I put I put hundreds of hours. Despite it's, wow. it's it's only a relatively small game, I put hundreds of hours in this game. I really loved it, but uh, seemingly I was the only one who know, who knew about that game. Well, one of the reasons I'd never heard of it is because it never came out for DOS. Only the C sixty four and the ZX Spectrum, apparently. Uh, so that's one reason I'd never heard of it. But wow, nineteen eighty five, dude. <laughs> Yeah, I'm a bit around around by now. <laughs> okay, that would be my my first pick. That's a good, that's a good pick. That's that's might be our most obscure pick yet. <laughs> Very nice, uh, Jacob. What's your for what's what's first on your list? Well, uh, it is the game that I believe Brian has been trying out on on stream semi recently, and it is going to be Star Shadow Gathering Storm. Ooh, the, uh, ooh, good pick. Because I have been recently introduced to it via Brian's stream. I got around to it and I've discovered it's probably one of the better space sims I've played in my life. Seriously, what the hell? Why the hell? Where has this been, thing been hiding from me all these years? Uh, there so, are, uh, so there are a lot of reasons it didn't do well, but go ahead. <laughs> it, From what I can tell, it did badly for the same reasons that Free Space did, except worse. Yeah, much. In that it came out even later to even less hype into an even more dead market. Yeah, it came it it it, it was barely even sold in stores. You had to find it in specialty stores because it was sold through Matrix Games back in the day. Ah. And so you can either only buy it uh digitally, which wasn't really a thing back in 2004, or um yeah, there only very few stores carried Matrix physical copies of Matrix games. So it was the weird thing. It was a sequel. <laughs> it was the yeah, second to game. A game called Star Shatter that yeah. like no even fewer people played. Yeah, exactly. I was one of I think three people who played Star Shatter. <laughs> yeah, when you Google Star Shatter, gatherings only gathering storm shows up. The first game, no one talks about it. Yeah, exactly. Oh. Which is a shame. But you're absolutely right. Sorry, continue. Yeah, the big thing about it so that I like is it is in the end a just I do feel like it, it it does feel like kind of a natural progression of like the most developed uh developed space game I've played. Not necessarily the best, but the most developed. It is it was very much designed by people that uh knew how air combat worked and knew how air combat worked past 1945, so they uh very much formulate the game around that. The, the game was trying to resemble uh, less less of your usual, you know, jousting jousting with guns back and forth, and more uh, and more sort of high speed missile passes you'd expect out of some uh, out of um, you know modern fighter jets, or at least sort of mid mid seventies fighter jets. Uh, <laughs> and it also co- it all it combined. Uh, it actually had different rules for space warfare, utilizing Newt- Newtonian physics and. Uh, relative uh relatively like realistic vector movements though with a top speed limit and all kinds of other nonsense to make it bearable to a human brain while also having actual uh atmosphere combat the ability to just break orbit and go into atmosphere and bombard ground targets and provide close air support which is fun it also has a perfectly uh several dynamic campaigns which which is a feature i i wish more anything had 
but especially more yeah. space games essentially yeah. essentially a uh, dynamic campaign where the player's actions uh, where the player is actually part of essentially a front uh, of an actual fighting force and their actions can more or less affect how uh, the outcome the outcome of events if you blow if you blow up a frigate that frigate no longer appears uh, no longer appears um, in, fu- in in future fights if you bomb if you bomb a particular anti-air site that anti-air site will not appear when you uh, when you come back to that same area again and um, and if you lose a fighter, you will not get that fighter on, until a shell with a replacement comes in. It's exceptional stuff. It also, hilariously enough, on top of all that, has progression from fighter into capital ship, into carrier, into full Admiralty carrier operations in a mini RTS. <laughs> Which, like, on top of everything else. Because clearly it needed it. <laughs> yeah, it's it's an astounding thing. It really is, and yet it completely flopped. Uh, it, it it has had its source code released, like uh, Free Space Two, but sadly yes, it hasn't that, gotten the attention that Free Space Two did. Yes, it's gotten like one update uh, from Matrix Games back in like 2010, or sort of 2012, that broke more things than it fixed. <laughs> that then was. Uh, uh, that then was uh, refixed by the um, by the community because you know the co- the game was open source and it's basically available for free uh, on you know the freaking uh, the freaking um, hard light uh, yeah the hard light forums that's the name of it thank you uh, <laughs> oh yeah it was pretty much designed by one insane programmer who I presume really liked Top Gun. <laughs> uh, which is respectable. A respectable. It's a respectable thing to do. I actually know the guy. I've talked to him before. He ref- really, I don't, I, yeah. His name is John DeMilo. Um, I I know him via. I I, I knew him from back then because I was covering it. But I also you know know him on a forum. I'm on he will not talk about what happened to it, which is a shame. Ah. So it He's, must uh, not have been great. It must not have been great. But yeah, tr- uh, according to I asked some people, he used to kind of vanish without a trace, like a, like a few years back. Yeah, uh, like no one knows where he is and what he's doing. He still holds the copyright, but as of like 2020, he just kind of disappeared. Yeah, like he, he's a nice guy, but uh, he's a nice guy. But I've asked him like twice, at least a couple times about it, and he will not. I'm like, okay, all right, I, I'm not going to push, which is a uh, shame. Because the yeah. game is great. Yeah, the, the game, game is, is very great. much playable on model systems. It requires some fiddling to get it to run to model resolutions, but it is its 3D accelerated game. It works on modern hardware, no questions asked. Yeah, Though yeah. it will require some fiddling to get uh, control setups to work. At least yeah. in my case, I had to use a, I had to use joystick gremlin to merge my flight stick and throttle, and then it only supports up to 16 buttons, which doesn't sound like a lot to me with a setup that has over 100. <laughs> but it's enough to actually play the game. Yeah. I'm glad that worked out for you. Um, also, uh, for, also, yes, for the record to everyone that's been watching streams, I've discovered uh, Brian here has been playing on the highest difficulty, which is why he keeps getting his ass beat. The game defaults to the highest AI difficulty and he did not change it. And I'm not going to. I've decided I'm... I'm because... Every Whoa. kill has been very satisfying, so I, I want to. This is how I'm going to get good. <laughs> Fair enough, Brian. If you if you <laughs> enjoy the re- if you if you enjoy the relentless spanking you get every time a, every time a plane shows up, 
Sure, I'm not going to stop you. I'm just telling you what your options yeah, are. Yeah, no, theoretically, no you could turn it down a bit without there's, turning it all the way to easy. There's no king shaming oh, yeah, there's here. There's three no difficulties. <laughs> no, it's fine. Yes, and there's three difficulties. Uh, there is a there is a medium. Don't worry. Well, that's good. That's good to know. If if ever, if if anyone else wants to jump in on this and has watched my stream and has seen me get shellacked, uh, it's good to know. It, and thinks this and thinks himself. Oh God, no! I don't want to play. So I'm going to get my ass beat. No, just turn down difficulty. You'll be set. That's, that's I played. I, I played on the highest difficulty as well, but but only because I'm I'm a DCS player. I know how a plane works. I know how plane AI works, and I can wrap these buggers around the uh, around my uh, around my finger and annihilate them eight out of ten times. <laughs> that's good. You're better than me. Uh, yeah, I'm like two uh, out of admit, ten, maybe three. Admitting most of that is just throw is just throw is just throwing uh, my wingman at them and trying to go for and trying to go for uh, for their back while the wingman is taking it on the fire, which is <laughs> what he's there for. Oh, nice. <laughs> All right, D- David. What's your? Oh, just, sorry. Good. No, no, like if you're second in the flight, that's your job. Taking shots, David. Okay. Well, a little disclaimer here. So. I've been at school, so I've been a little bit stressed to um, to put this uh, list together. So, uh, yeah, um, hmm. it's been interesting to write up. Starting out with one of my, well, I guess maybe I have rose-tinted glass. I don't know. I don't know what that expression is, but Warzone 2100 is something that is uh, really a part of my childhood. And when I played that game in the late, late late 90s, I was hooked immediately. But I only had a demo at the time. And it took some time till I actually found a legal copy. I remember when I actually found it. I, we had this um, giant uh, um, TV, I don't know, like contact books or whatever, where you could put up ads or if you wanted to buy something or was selling something. So I put up ad there. I want to buy Warzone 2100. I have money, please. <laughs> so uh, I got to uh, a very weird apartment where where weird people live. But yeah, they had a copy, so I got my box copy. But oh, nice. there was no manual in it, oh. no manual, and uh, and f- apparently probably a fake the uh, jewel case as well. So it was probably not a legal copy. Oh no! Uh, yeah, <laughs> but yeah, I have the box. It looks uh, that one looks uh, actual uh, actual legit, but. Yeah, so it has been a journey to uh, try to find this game again, and yeah, it disappeared off the face of the earth when uh, when pretty much ground control came out the year after. Because uh, you, like in this game, if you play the campaign mode, you have a base where you set off units to, where, so you have to put together a small squad to do missions in our area. So like in ground control, you have permanent units that you can actually lose. So yeah, and ground control was probably programmed a whole lot better. Let's just say that. Worsen still had very cool uh, mechanics with uh, a unit designer at a crazily, crazy huge uh, tech tree. I mean, I've never reached the end of it. It's it's too big. Mm. It's actually too big. So, um, <laughs> and I also guess that uh, some people, uh, I guess uh, Jacob will remember these names. I guess some people uh, uh, may have mixed up this game with the Earth 2140 and 2150 games. Oh. I was about... I was actually Those just opening great. up my my, G, my GOG library to yep. check if these are the games we were talking about. No, no, these are different games. Those are different. Yes. Those are different. In the but same very, genre. Very similar looking. Yes, very similar looking. Yes, yes. in the same and, genre. And to... Similar looking, janky like early to early to mid two thousands RTSs. Yes, it's the same. Absolutely. Uh, 
same flavor of games. We have to make a, a, a little disclaimer here. Don't grab the one that is on Steam. Warzone 2100, yeah. you mean? Yes. yes. Yeah, don't grab the Warzone 2100 that's on Steam. Use the link that David has provided because that one allows you to uh, not just get it for free, but also uh, the one that's on Steam was apparently, let's just say, it's not legit. Yeah. It's an unauthorized upload. It was, uh, basically, in 2004, their source code for Warzone 2100 was released to the public. So uh, wait, this game Steam got another one? chance. The yeah, Steam one the is version. unauthorized? Yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah, the Steam one so is... Someone uploaded it and wanted to take credit for the name, pretty much. Yeah. Uh, I see. Yeah, it's pretty... It is still free, but yeah, get the one from the website. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's pretty shit. So uh, pretty this shit. one has uh, sticked with me through the years. I've, I've never completed a campaign. I really should do that at some point, but it's kind of hard. Let's just say that. But yeah, that's my uh, first pick. That's a good pick. All right. So my second pick, um, I am contractually obligated to say this one. Starfleet 2. Okay. I think if I didn't bring it up, Trevor would fly out from Hawaii and hunt me down. <laughs> I feel like there's an asterisk on that one, though, because it's not a because it's not a game whose story is over. No, but it was for a long time. It came out. Uh, it was you all know the story. It was rushed to release. It was buggy as heck. Got it. Got called like the worst game of all time. I think um, mostly because there weren't that many games back then. Yeah, but uh, it, it did it. It is a, it's a really sad story. It was sad for a while. It did get patched, uh, and then it kind of disappeared for a while. But now, yes, it's getting a resurgence, uh, thanks yeah. to an upcoming 2.0 release that should be going into beta today or tomorrow. Thank God. Um, so we're finally hitting beta. But uh, yep. yeah, yeah, that game, sadly, we've talked about it so much, I'm not going to spend too much time with it. But that game, yes, it deserved... Uh, it, it's great. It's just... It needed more time in the oven, but it got rushed for a Christmas release and like so many other games, really. And uh, it, it was it was basically dead on arrival. Like they were planning an Amiga version. They were planning all these other versions, I believe. And none of them happened because it just was such a yep. critical bomb. Now it will get another chance. Thank goodness. Yes. Thank goodness. It deserves um, it. Yeah. It and I did play it myself. I've never gotten as far as Brian because I can't focus on a game that hard, uh, that hard. But it is immensely fun. It is a very detailed game, and I'm pretty sure my proce- my processor and graphics card cry every time they launch it because uh, do they even they know? Getting, uh, <laughs> do they even know there's a game running? <laughs> I don't think they even. I don't think they even. I'm pretty sure it eats up less resources than my than my operating system. I'm yeah. pretty sure. I think that, like I like. <laughs> this game eats up fewer resources than my actual op- than, than my OS. I think if you have one uh, Chrome running with one window, it takes more resources than this game in DOSBox. <laughs> just yes, <laughs> just like, one tap. Sure, like, just back, one tap. They're like the like background processes in DOSBox that like it uses to emulate uh, DOS on PC take up more processing power than the game itself. Yeah, probably. So that's my second pick. Uh, but yeah. Hopefully in the next couple of months, it'll the new version will go on sale. Thank God. Can't wait. Uh, Spaz, what is your second pick? My second pick is another RTS from around the same time as David's pick, in fact. Uh, okay. Oh. 
metal. Oh, wow. we break out the big guns. Oh, <laughs> right. So this this RTS was really interesting for its time because it did something that very few RTS games have done since then. So to set it up, you have three factions. There are mechs for each faction. And there are technologies that are unique to each faction as well. So if you happen to blast a limb off of one of the enemy mechs, you can pick it up with a truck, bring it back to your base, and then you have an interesting choice to make. You can either directly attach it to a mech that you build and use it immediately, or you can spend more resources, research it, and then clone it for future use to build more of them. It allows you to use the technology of the enemy without actually being able to use the technology of the enemy normally, because you can't. They're, the factions are very, very different otherwise. And I played it back then, and nothing I've played in the RTS space has really scratched that exact same itch since then, where you could have yeah, oh, sure, you could, uh, in Command & Conquer, for example, you could use your engineers, capture a building from the other faction, and then build their units from there. But this did it in such a unique way that I've never seen since. So what I'm gathering agree, from this is an RTS is you really like stealing other people's stuff. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, I mean, I, I'd been a Battletech fan for almost two decades before I started playing this thing, so yeah. Uh, yeah. Of course, uh, save the metal as much as you can. Uh, that definitely plays into it. So you want to do enough damage to take them out, maybe cut off a limb, and then steal it and do what you want with it. <laughs> okay, that's pretty great. <laughs> So basically, we could describe the game as a legitimate salvage mecha edition. Legitimate salvage mecha edition. And <laughs> another thing that was interesting about it was it was only PvP if you played in multiplayer. If if this could be played in co-op with a remaster edition or some sort of remake in that uh, in that vein, I'm sure we would be on that day one. That's a shame. Was that also yep, the one agree. that had the weird gimmick of having like an airborne layer and, an, and a subsurface layer? That's another That's thing one. I didn't mention. It had three layers. You had an underground layer, a surface layer, and an airborne layer. Ah. And you could build on these airborne platforms, uh, or you could use the tunnels that you could build a, a tunnel network and then visit the underground and attack bases from underneath. That's this thing that... Uh, that games like Zero K have used, for example. Mm, right. And then you can have uh, friggin' railguns that can fire underground. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it, it had a lot of interesting uh, technology. The, the tech tree was pretty good with it, too. Uh, you could definitely do things with that game that each faction was limited to being able to do. So you it changed up your playstyle as well. Oh. Yeah, it's it's a it's a it's a shame that uh, it that you can't play it in a co-op at all. That is, I mean, I understand where it was coming from when they were developing it, but co-op now, 
that would be a big draw for us. Yeah, that's that's a that's a real damn shame because I was I've always wondered why you haven't brought that one up as a as a contender for one of our co op days, and now I now I get it. <laughs> Boo! <laughs> Good pick though. I need to play that more. I bought it on your recommendation, but I've barely touched it. Um, and it's six bucks. Yeah. I mean, now it is six bucks. Yeah, on GOG and Steam, I believe. Um, yeah, it's kind of buggy though, unfortunately. But um, sometimes the game will just have random crashes. But old games, uh, old games. Yeah. Sometimes, sometimes that just happens with old games. Can't help, can't be helped. All right, Julie, what is your second pick? Mm. Julie. Julie. Uh oh. I saw her. I saw her thing light up, but I didn't hear anything. Uh, hang on. You, oh, there you are. Julie. Something. Hang on. It's this switch. Oh, goodness. Can everybody hear me? We can yes. hear you. Uh, <laughs> is it the switch on your here, headset? Hang on. Is it the, uh, is it the switch on your headset? <laughs> Uh-oh. We lose her again? The joys of doing it live, my friends. We, lo- we love doing this live so we can talk to you while we do it, but... But, uh, but sometimes there are hiccups. Sometimes things happen. Sometimes things happen. Uh, Julie, we still can't hear you. Maybe we should come back to Julie. Okay. Yeah. Let's move on just for the moment. Yeah. Just for the moment. Thorsten, what is your uh, second pick? Ah, that would be Karakomand Gaia Mission. Uh, the second installment of the, uh, of the series. And, oh, wait, is uh, that, is that the one that the Arma folks did? Yes. Right, it's exactly this one. Uh, it got a lot of fire from the from the uh, from the critics, and I I don't really get why. To be honest, it's it's a good game with good graphics, especially for its time, and I still I think they still hold up. Um, and it has a good gameplay. It's it's it's. it's in my opinion, at, at least, uh, insanely better than the uh, than the true carry command too. <laughs> to be honest, damn, um, damn, hot takes, hot takes. Damn. I'm burning here. Uh, what? <laughs> I've been told there's a mod. I've been told there's a mod you should get for it. I've been told there's a mod you should get for it. Yeah, um, and, and this mod, this mod makes it insanely better. It balances it it, it uh, out with. Uh, and um okay really i don't i don't i don't get i don't get why really okay so that would be my pick what's the I name of the mod do you remember the name of the mod that uh, you're uh supposed to- extreme something with, with with extreme okay i'll keep an eye out for it because i i own the game somehow probably got it years ago um but i've never played it julie you're you're i can bear we can barely hear you what's going on man can we can you hear me now? Yes. Yes. Okay. Yes. I'm going to take this headset behind the barn and shoot it right in the head. Uh, so you need for the yeah, okay. So I this, do. Let's go to your second choice. <laughs> My second choice. I'm going to the other end of the scale, the most obvious one, and I cleared it with uh, Jacob. There we go. And uh, the oh. deal is, Ooh. as everybody knows, no, 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 you got to say the name of the game. 
No, because, man, Sky. Julie, you. we are not always on video with everybody. Uh, so, <laughs> no, man, Sky. And the deal is this. When it first came out, everybody knows the, the, uh, the guy who's in charge of it all over-promised. And to this day, I have peeped the conversation with people. Oh, it stinks. Oh, it stinks. It stinks. When's the last time you played it? A month after it came out. I said, play it again you'll be surprised uh and uh, i don't know who had to sell their soul to do it but it runs on switch and it runs as smooth as a bunny's butt i know bunny butts i used to raise them and uh i raised 1200 bunnies wow that's a lot of bunnies and uh it not only that if you play it on a switch oled the graphics are so beautiful you will weep for joy the colors are that beautiful and uh it's great and so a game like this running on switch is my little personal bingo and that's my second choice that's a good one that's that's very good so i mean i guess the game that got better it does well. I liked it at launch. I mean, I have fifteen hundred hours in it between PS4 and PC. So, yeah, it definitely got better, but it was good at launch. It just wasn't yeah. what people were expecting. At at first, everybody said, "No, it's terrible," and I said, "Why?" And so I played this, and I said, "What's terrible about this?" Oh, I'm sorry, it's not the Rolls Royce you were expecting, but it sure's the heck not an Edsel. And so I played it, and it was beautiful at the start. And I said, it runs fine. What's your problem? Got all back under your rock and come back a year later, you know. And uh, it was very unpopular at lunch. And just like Spaz, I liked it from the start. I I would argue that had it released into early access for its first year, it would have been fine. It would have been fine. People would have been forgiving about it but it also launched on ps4 before it launched on pc so there is that yes it also was a 60 dollars game also was. i think if somebody had talked to someone with real world experience in marketing in the field first they would have said don't promise this to start with no 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 so uh, i think it would have done a lot better at start that's that's pretty fair actually all right. Um, where the heck am I? So, Jacob, what is your second game? Mm, you know, if we're on the topic of obscure sim, uh, obscure sim games that only I enjoyed and like two other people, Sunwall 2050. Oh, I was thinking of adding that one to my list. Uh, oh, I was thinking so, of adding that one to my list. Um, oh, it's so good. So to good. To those who are unaware... It was a game released originally in the year of our Lord, 1993. And MS-DOS, um, it's not a flight simulator, it's technically a submarine simulator. You pilot a, um, a near-future a near submersible attack vehicle that is um, kind of some of 50-50 between like a Wing Commander space fighter and an actual submarine in that you do fly around like you would. Uh, well, obviously submerged, but the game is heavily reliant on stealth. It is predominantly a vehicular stealth game, and this is a subgenre of stealth games that I enjoy quite immensely because I played a lot of Silent Hunter. Uh, 
it's immensely it's an immensely fun game, but it is very much showing its age. It was uh, released in, again in 1993. It's a DOS game, and it is kind of jank. Uh, and apparently, even at the time, it was considered kind of a janky mess. But it did well enough to get an expansion at the very least, but it's mostly forgotten now. Yes. And I really wish we got more. We got like we got Aquavox as a sort of similar uh, thing, what? but not really. It doesn't like it's very much more arcadey. It does not at all touch well, on the well, vehicular stealth part. Don't forget Archimedean Dynasty, which was the the start of that whole Aquanox thing, which is actually much closer to Subwar but still leaned more, a little more toward Wing Commander than actual submarine stuff like Subwar 2050 did. Yeah, definitely. Uh, it, also, it also misses the, the, the crazy feeling of Subwar 2050. Yeah. Subwar 2050 is... Sorry, go ahead, Thorsten. No, no, go ahead. I was going to say, folks, if you haven't played it, it's made by the same guys who did Independence War 1 and 2, Particle Systems, if that gives you any indication as to the quality of the game. It's an excellent game. It is challenging. It has got that 90s difficulty that does not give a flying fart about you. And and you will initially die and reload a lot. But once you start getting better at it, it's really different and satisfying. And no, I, I think Archimedean Dynasty is the closest thing that's come to capturing the same feel that of like underwater fighter warfare that, uh, <laughs> that, uh, that, uh, that sub war 2050 has. That's a great, that's a great pick. And you're absolutely correct. Uh, terrific pick. Um, they should have, what the, hell, the hell's a sequest. John is talking about sequest DSV. TV series in the nineties. Uh, it was also in 1993. That's a good point. Fernando. <laughs> it starred Roy Scheider in its first and second seasons and Michael Ironside for some reason in its third se- I I I love that show. Uh and I hate that show. <laughs> right. Glad to uh t- anyway. right, that, aver- that average is out to indifference, so I guess I'll ask later. The first season is astounding and then just Fall, and then it just goes off the rails. Um, oh, it's the BSG problem. Right, carrying on. Pretty much. Uh, all right, David, what's your second game? All right, Brian, are you ready to talk about Net Devil? <laughs> oh, <laughs> shit. No, oh, it's, sh- it's not Jump Kid. Oh, uh, no. You're going to go with Auto Assault? <laughs> yes, I'm going to go with Auto Assault. <laughs> I love that thing. The hell uh, is, like, you, oh you're speaking my. of it like it should okay. be, like it should be familiar. Okay, so Auto Assault was Net Net Devil did Jump Gate. That was their first MMO, and then they did a car based MMO called Auto Assault that came out in the mid aughts, like two thousand four, two thousand five. I think the, after World of Warcraft. Yeah, the, the page claims two thousand six. I don't know if Auto Assault is playable. That's a good question because a lot of old MMOs it's, are it's playable. Gone. It's gone. So it's not even like through emulation, like Earth and Beyond and Star Wars not Galaxies my, or no. anything. Oh, it's 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 dead. It's completely gone. Oh, it, 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 right. I mean, it, vehicular MMO does sound fun. It I, was. It was fun. Was it? I never played it. I was too into Jumpgate. I was like, uh, I was actually. I'm going to be honest, David. I was mad at Auto Assault. I'm like, they should be focusing on Jumpgate instead of whatever this hell this thing is. What are they doing? I was, I didn't give it a shake. I didn't give it a shake at the time. 
I was I was a little oh. bit I was a little bastard. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. So yeah, this was pretty much yeah a vehicle based MMORPG with a PvP PvE combat. You could drive anything from trucks, cars, pickups, motorcycles, tanks. It's pretty much all the bucket list I want. So uh, it was a good time. And something that was really cool with the game was that you had uh, three different kind of hard points, um, whereas we have one. There's always a point of forward, and that you actually had to move and aim with a car front to forward. And I have the turret that you simply lock onto a target and else keep on to hold on to the fire button for dear life. And then you have mines. It's pretty basic. But in motion, it was pretty damn cool. I had to maneuver to get all guns on target and stuff. So I really liked it. And I should also note that this is uh, also probably the. Once again, I'm sorry, Brian, but it's pretty good to see someone on the other side of the pond here. This has uh, so far been the only MMORPG I truly enjoyed so far in my life. Mm. None of has clicked with me like this one. Because this so... one was also designed that uh, you could easily catch up with someone else. Because I had a problem that, oh, I maybe I want to play half an hour today or something like that. Here it was like, okay, one quest, one level. Here we go. So uh, you could level up pretty rapidly in this game, so you could catch up to your friends. So I really appreciate this game, but yeah, it's it's dead. It's dead, Jim. Hmm. And I probably don't have too much to talk about it more, because uh, I think uh, Brian had the most info there, so it's good to see someone from another camp. It, it, oh, I was muted. It didn't last uh, very long. If I remember correctly. Oh, no, it didn't. Yeah, it was like a it year or two. very quickly. Yeah, I have to admit, I, I crapped on it when it came out. I was like, uh, they should be playing. They should be, they should be working on jump gate instead of this. And, uh, I never, I never played it. And I feel a little and, bad about that. <laughs> and Brian, if I may add, I gotta say, um, um at the end of, uh, Autosalt's life cycle, we, Got to see some screenshots and uh, work in progress stuff on Jumpgate Evolution, and that oh. was pretty. God damn it! You had to bring up Jumpgate Evolution. God damn yes. it! Okay, I'm can fine. you? Uh, I'm fine. Can I'm you fine. Ex- okay. explain to the class? Uh, <laughs> Jumpgate Evolution was going to be the sequel of Jumpgate. It was going to be an amazing, amazing thing that got killed. I don't even know if it made it to beta. But it never got released. And uh Star Citizen before Star Citizen. Yeah, basically. It was gonna be astounding and it never happened. And I'm still crushed. Like there are a few game cancellations I'm still crushed about, like Star Trek Secret of Vulcan Fury, uh Jane's A ten, Wing Commander Online, and that. So there <laughs> that's like a handful of games yep. that I'm still very sad never made never saw the light of day. Uh-huh. I would probably have loved uh, Jumpgate Evolution. I've never tried it because I, I, when I heard about Jumpgate Evolution, then I learned about uh, Jumpgate. I was like, oh, wow. So uh, the auto side guys uh, made another game before. So um, it looked amazing. Yeah. But, it it yeah. was, yeah. Why is the right of it? It was, it was the wrong time to make a, it was the wrong time to make a new space sim, especially an MMO. Uh, yeah. Oh, boy. Yeah. All right. Uh, where are we on our list? Let's see. I think everyone's done their second game. All right. I will. 
I will chime in with my third game. Uh, Star Crusader from 1994 from uh, Game Tech and Take Two. It's a space sim about a spacefaring Roman Empire. And you're a space pilot. And like the Roman Empire, the Empire sucked. And at we one, get it. You're from space. And at one point, you could decide I'm going to either join the rebels or I'm going to stay with the Empire. And the game branched off into two completely different directions. And Tachyon yeah. the Fringe. Didn't Tachyon do something similar? A little bit, but not to the extent that Star Crusader did. Uh, Star Crusader, I mean, if you chose the Rebel path, it was a decent amount longer than the uh, Empire path. But the Empire path still had a good amount of meat on its bones. Whereas with Tachyon, uh, it basically like it was like, oh, you choose to you you oh you made this one choice. Okay, it's like one mission later, you still ended up in the other things anyway. So it like didn't really matter in the end. Um, Star Crusader was a really amazing game that had a great story and really unique gameplay. Like there was a stealth fighter in Star Crusader where you can actually do recon missions. And for example, and, uh, the gameplay was great. The st- I actually, in some ways like it more than tie fighter, but what really hurt it is that it basically came out between X wing and tie fighter. <laughs> so, yeah. So yes, it was, it was really bad timing. for. And, and it also came out around the same time as wing commander three. Uh, so yeah, it was basically buried under a mountain, of other more high profile space games, which is sad because there was a planned expansion that they actually named in the game. Like that your, your character goes off on a side thing for a bunch and comes back and they're like, check out the further adventures in the such and such, you know, and like it never happened. And they hinted to that in the game's novelization, uh, which of course I've read, but, um, yeah, there was more planned that never happened, which is a shame because the game has amazing voice acting, as for especially for 1994, amazing voice acting. And it's got a really great story, like a really great story with a really satisfying ending and really satisfying gameplay. But it was just, it just came out, it just came out at such a wrong time, uh, which is such a shame because it deserved way better than it got. So Star Crusader three is my number three pick. Uh, Spaz, what about you? Okay. Mine, uh, I got to preface this. I, I do have a bias here. So yeah. Genesis alpha one. Uh, really? Yeah. No, so my, my bias yeah, here. Is, <laughs> my bias is that, uh, I, I wrote the, as close as you can get to an official guide for the game as uh, it's on Steam. And I am listed in the special thanks in the credits, so I'm there. Uh, did the game not do well at launch? Did, did the, it- game, uh, the game is mostly positive in overall reviews, but in terms of lots of people who were upset that it was not uh, multiplayer co-op, they wanted co-op, and the game didn't offer it. The devs had no plans to to offer it. Oh, come and on. they had no plans. No, the, 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 here's the thing. They didn't want to add 
co-op no, no, or no, 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 not the devs. I'm, I'm annoyed that people were annoyed that they didn't get co-op, even though the devs specifically said they were not adding co-op. That's oh, yeah, not- they repeatedly said, we have no plans to add co-op. We have no, uh, no plans to add multiplayer. We have no, uh, no plans to add mod support. And people still got upset because uh, they basically said, oh, if you do, I'll buy the game. As uh, if that's going to justify all of the time involved in son of a making it. Yeah. And, oh. and the, the other problem with that is that they ended up review bombing it because they didn't want to... I don't know. They didn't want other people to buy it because they weren't getting their way. They were... they unfortunately we're not happy with the development that it's a team of three people one coder team of three people and they wanted four-player co-op which (sighs) they don't even have four people on the team (sighs) and and the team has since moved on to working on another project uh which is as of yet unnamed so i couldn't really say what they're working on now but they uh, there were also people who were upset that it was on uh, Epic Games Store first. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There, there is that gamer entitlement that, oh wait, we've got to have it on our sit on our platform of choice, or it doesn't exist for us. So that ties back into our gamer entitlement show from uh, a while back. I'm reminded of yeah. a song. I'm reminded of a song from the 1971 version of Scrooge starring Alfred Finney. I hate people. <laughs> just, just mm. God, that's a good pick because no, I didn't, it deserved a better audience. No, you're I'd right. I didn't. I didn't know about all that stuff because I thought the game did fairly well. Like most of the people I talk to about it that know about it, like speak of it fondly, but I didn't know about all this. Co-op malarkey. Oh, God. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. That sucks. Oh. All right. Julie, what is your third game? <laughs> All right. Uh, for my third game, and just when, just when I think probably hmm. nobody's heard of it or played it, Spazza says, yeah, I played it. Uh, so here it is. And uh, if you... Like Minecraft, you love this game. If you, you got to say, Ju- Julie, we're an audible medium. You have to say the name. Star Made. <laughs> Star Made. Sorry. The game is we called Star Made. We are a podcast. We are a podcast. I'm so used to the visual medium now because I always watch it's, the podcast. It's, it's not unfair, but a lo- you would, uh, you'd be surprised at how many people actually download the MP3. Hundreds. Yeah, okay. In the hundreds. So, so remember, Julie, we're. On the MP3 as well. So the deal is it's called Star Made. And, and every time I think that nobody else has played it, Spaz says, oh, yeah, I played it. Uh, if you like Minecraft, you'll love this game. If you hate Minecraft, it'll stink. Uh, it has been in development. It started by a one-man team, and it was at one point. I don't know if it still is up to five-man team. The one person started, uh, I think it's just like outside Munich, uh, and there are two people from Connecticut here in the States. Uh, it was really popular at first, uh, and really isn't anymore. Um, mm. it's, which is kind of a shame. Yeah. Uh, and it has been in development almost as long as star citizen bingo. And, uh, but it is, 
I know it's still somebody is still working on it because they had a a hot fix, an update last month. Yeah. Uh, and it is a fun little game. Uh, to me, it's kind of like <laughs> it's like space. It's like the uh, space engineers. Is that the game? Yeah. Uh, it's, it's like space engineers only. With all the without all the idiosyncrasies, you can still program oh. logic circuits and things like that in it. And uh, I was in a group; they played that a lot. And uh, there was this really well well populated podcast on YouTube based on this, and it it kind of disappeared into the ether uh, and. Uh, you can still play the it's, it's sold, but the alpha version is out there for free, and it's actually was the full version of the game. I don't know if it still is, and uh, I, I really think it has deserved more attention than it really got. Uh, is it? When not, I quit, sorry, sorry. Go ahead. Guy, we have a question in the chat. I thought I thought they were, I thought you you were pausing. I apologize. Uh, does it run on Windows Ten? Do you still can you still run it? You know, uh, I used, I played it on Windows 10. Okay. I have not played it on Windows 11. Uh, and uh, it was, uh, it was a lot of fun. Uh, I played it mostly single player because there's also a lot of PVP uh, on the, there were a lot of public servers run by private individuals by the time i quit there were only like a couple left and like a hundred people in the world playing on the public servers but uh it's still a good pve game and uh i it's made by this company called shine and i i don't know what the initials stand for gmbh uh and uh it started out as one person indie game and i think it deserves more attention than it currently gets well it's good to see it's still under development i do see it did have a hot fix last month um and the the oh it's gotten quite a few patches this year it got a big uh got a community up it got some updates in october of last year somebody's still working on it someone's still working on it okay that's good to know <laughs> It may be a while before it goes into full release, but uh, I had a lot of fun playing it in the day. And like I said, it was uh, it was to me like a lot of it was like a combination between space engineers and uh, which I guess Thorson says don't mention, but I just did. Sorry. <laughs> and uh, Minecraft. And uh, you add in the logic circuits and it was great fun. OK, well, that, that that's good. That it's still kicking. At least. Um, Thorsten, what's your third game? My third game is a game called uh, Opus Echo of Starsong. And oh, wait, what's it called? Opus Echo of Starsong. That's a pretty, sadly, a pretty uh, obscure game. Uh, oh. Didn't get much attention. It's, it's a visual novel with... With a lot of adventure elements and and a few uh, a few uh, RPG elements even inside, and it's it's a really interesting game in my opinion. It's uh, it has a nice anime style uh, graphic style, and it's it's a really relaxing and 
wonderful game. <laughs> I can't, I can't even, I can't, I can't even, can't even uh, describe it. To be honest, wow, there's three soundtracks. I really, lo I really <laughs> love it, and, and but uh, <laughs> I really love it. But it's, uh, it's, it's, it's fell a bit under the radar. Oh. To, the, to the public, yeah. Does it have space yeah, travel? To be fair, there are a lot of people who have visual novel in their filters of things to not show them on Steam. Uh, so um, it's understandable that it would just fall under the radar for them. Yeah, I kinda, I'm kind of one of them. I'm yeah. sorry. I, I might be one of those people. I don't remember. I might no, I know you are, Brian. I know. <laughs> That's why I don't recommend them to you. I, I stopped recommending them to you years ago because I realized it wasn't going to appeal to you. Yeah. 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 Know thyself. That's fair. Know thyself. That's <laughs> very important. Uh, know what you like and you don't like. You have a much uh, happier life. Um, yeah, I don't think I've heard. I mean, of don't this. be afraid to move out of your comfort zone every now and then. But right, still, right. it looks like it has spacey elements. Maybe I'll I'll look through the wish list. Okay. Um, yeah, you should come. All right. Well, it's added to my wish list now. Uh, Jacob, what's third on your list? <clears throat> mm, honestly, I'm still thinking. But you know what? You know what? This is a space game junkie stream. Let's just go. Let's just go and. Get it, get it all done. I feel like Wing Commander is as better as a series. Oh wow! Uh, you know what? No. I cannot disagree with you. If there are uh, okay. You, you first. Go ahead. That's yes, I name. know. The, the the big the biggest the biggest name in space gaming. I believe it even got name dropped in so in some films. Deserve better. Yes, because uh, what the hell happened to it? Uh, after yeah. Wing Commander Five, well, Wing Commander Five was serviceable. Yeah, it was good. It was prophecy was good, and uh, the the mm -hmm. the secret missions thing was was good. Um, but then we got nothing, and then Chris Roberts went on to make Star Citizen. Well, making big quotation marks. Stop the process of making. Well, I think, I th if I may interject, I think why Wing Commander deserves better is because it got made by a guy who wants to do movies rather than video games. And you could tell when you're playing Wing Commander because the the cutscene stuff, especially for 1990 for the first game, magical. Like, there was nothing like that in 1990. Nothing. And uh, so the storytelling, like, nothing like it. The actual gameplay, eh, not great. It's it's not. It's not. It's not great. You play stuff like Tie Fighter. You play stuff like Free Space. It, there's so many it's better. better. It's so many games that do a better job of actual space fighter gameplay than Wing Commander. So you know, I, go ahead. I just wanted to say that the cutscenes were so good. I used to play it just for the cutscenes, and I'd say, "Can we get past this space combat stuff so I can get back to the cutscenes?" And unfortunately, it's why I drank the Kool Aid and believed in the game that I won't mention again because I already did. Yeah. Yo, okay, you already did. Uh, well. <laughs> this, it was the only. It was the reason I believed that Star Citizen was going to be good and not take uh, so so long to come out in full release that yeah. I'll probably retire first. But uh, Wing Commander, wow, loved the cutscenes. Like you said, there wasn't a lot like it when it first came out, and especially the one where 
Luke Skywalker was in. There's three of them. There, there. Yeah, the, um, the, yeah. The first one was my favorite. Three Heart of the Tiger. That's a lot of people's favorite. Um, yeah. No, Jacob, I can't particularly disagree with you. I mean, Wing Commander could have been a lot better. It could. Be, I think to go back to what you were saying about why more space sims don't have dynamic campaigns, I blame Wing Commander. Wing Commander was such a hit that everyone after that was like, oh, every space sim now has to be a linear story-based thing because of Wing Commander, you know? So It sucked. Yeah, <laughs> and so I, um, I, uh, yeah, I, I, I think Wing Commander deserved better, and I think it also kind of hobbled space gaming as well. So it not only deserved better, but it also caused problems that uh, I think we're still still suffering from today. Um, so yeah, I'm fun. I, I can't disagree with you on Wing Commander, honestly. <laughs> uh, David, what's your what's your next pick? Oh, oh, okay. Let's see here. So we're going back to boats, I see here. So this will be crossing over with Forston's pick there with Gaia Mission a little bit. Okay. Because we're talking about another carrier um, carrier command game, Kaina. Okay. Oh. I'm going to talk about the Hostile Waters. I was I wondering right. if someone was going to bring that one up. Oh, that's yes. a good one. That's a good one. So, uh, yeah, I hope uh, Luke is here in the chat as well, because poor Rage. Poor Rage. That game developer, of course, they didn't make all make all amazing games, but they had a few bangers in there. Like uh, for once, I grew up with Incoming, and yes. then I played the demo for Hostile Waters, and I played that demo and over and over again. It it was just three missions, I believe it was. It was so short, three missions, hmm. but there was cutscenes, there were voice acting. It felt like the future. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So putting it. Yeah. So, uh, but I remember a lot of the reviews. Uh, um, how can I call it? Like knocked off on the game or bounced off of the game, claiming it was pretty much just a tech demonstrator for new graphics cards coming out. Which is a shame because it's a really good game. I, it I is. love. I love that game. That's yeah, a really great game. I guess it's. I guess but, it's the same problem with with uh, with uh, carry command uh, Gaia mission because it. Uh, and I guess uh, it was. Too complicated for for uh, some people, and uh, it's, it's didn't get it. Maybe really. I don't know. I mean, Tom, I mean Tom Baker does a yes. voice in the game for God's sakes. <laughs> Tom freaking Baker. <laughs> like, that God. too. So and it has yeah, it has an amazing story. So yeah, and I a don't great, want to spoil that thing. And a great soundtrack. I and a great soundtrack yeah. and everything. It was, it was, I really loved Hostile Waters. I never finished it. I rarely finish games, but I, I played a lot and, of it and I enjoyed it. I never found it that complicated. It was complex. There's a lot going on that that requires your attention, but I never got overwhelmed with it. You know, it, it kind of remind it kind of reminded me of Uprising in 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 some ways. Um, in terms of, you know, how much the player had to deal with at any given moment. All right. So we've done uh three each and we're over an hour. Do you guys want to keep going or should we call it a three each? What do you think? I'd say we stop. We wrap it up at three each. Yeah. yeah I agree. have to bail in <laughs> 20 minutes. That, that seems reasonable. Yeah. I'm sure. I'm sure we all have more. Well, okay. Let's talk about one more that we were going to talk about. Spaz, do you want to take the lead on this real quick? I know well, yeah, one, the big one, the, the big one, the that, big uh, one that, into the river. 
<laughs> yeah, Rebel Galaxy Outlaw. Yep, yep, yep. So, yep. yeah, this is one that mm. definitely deserved a better audience. Sure did. Sure did. So, uh. this game was one of the first games that, that was an Epic exclusive before the Epic Game Store was even publicly announced. And as a result, it caught a lot of backlash from the community who wanted the game on Steam first. Unfairly so. Unfairly. Unfairly, because they 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 hurled so much ire at the devs for <sighs> taking money in order to be able to fund the making of the game in the first place. Because game development is expensive, people. If you weren't already aware of this it, it, it's kind of expensive and uh a lot of devs operate at a loss uh so yeah rebel galaxy outlaw was one that not only had the unfortunate uh timing of being an epic exclusive and caught a lot of flack for being one of the first to be on the platform but also when it released onto steam finally yeah People got very upset that it had been an exclusive in the first place and review bombed it to hell and back. Yeah. And it actually drove Travis Baldry out of the games industry entirely. Yeah. Just, which is so, so I mean, he's happier yeah. now. So we're he's all... happier doing what he's doing now. I mean, he's, he's, uh, uh, narrating audiobooks and he's become an author in the time in between, but Yeah. Uh, he definitely deserved better. The like, team deserved better. Yeah, we never got the mod kit for Rebel Galaxy Outlaw uh, that we hoped we would get. You know, like maybe someday they'll release it open source, like with Free Space Two. I don't know, but uh, maybe. But uh, yeah, I mean, I, again, I have to mention my own uh, bias on the game that I'm represented as one of the ships because I helped design it. Uh, the SPZ is uh, my baby. Yeah, and. Still. It's it's one of those cases that I'm I'm so upset about not what happened not just what happened to the game but also the audience ruined it. Yeah, the audience absolutely yeah. ruined it. And uh, yes, Louise, uh, no more Rebel Galaxy games because nope. Double Damage exists as a legal entity, but they are not making any more products because Travis Baldry, the uh, the primary engineer, has effectively left the games industry entirely. Yeah. And you can blame entitled gamers for that. And I will not hold back on blaming entitled gamers for that. Yeah. It's, it's, I feel the same way as a similar story with um, Andy Hollis. He worked on a lot of flight Sims and then the, the vitriol he got about longbow Two caused him to leave entirely. Like, I don't think he'd, if he does games, it's very like very minuscule compared to the force of nature. He used to be in gaming. So yeah, the worst. <sighs> so, folks, that's going to do it for this episode. Next week is still up in the air. I'm trying to keep it open because I've been trying to get uh, one particular guest on the show. So uh, next week is still up in the air. We don't know what we're going to do uh, next week. Um, and uh, no stream tomorrow because I'm actually going to be social tonight and actually leave the house. So no stream tomorrow. Oh. I know. I know, right? I know. It's crazy. Um <laughs> So that's going to do it for this episode. We covered a lot of games. Like I learned about a few new games, I think. Um, 
there are, there are a lot more that we could have covered, but we, we just don't have time to do a two or three hour podcast today. <laughs> it was a good topic. Maybe, maybe we'll revisit it. Maybe we'll do a part two of games you didn't cover in this one. Uh, I can sure. see that. I can totally see that. Um, Cause there are a few I wanted to mention at least. Uh, so thanks so much everyone for listening as always. Thank you to our patrons uh, who, who uh, help support us. We love you. And thank you to everyone who's gotten vaccinated. We love you even more. Uh, because you trust the science and, <laughs> and we like people who trust science. Uh, have a great day, everyone. Be safe, be well. Uh, take care of yourselves and each other, and we'll see you back here on Friday with more F-19. Bye-bye.